We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the uh, Thursday, November 16th edition of the Road to Wire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. Tim Heaney and I were talking about the healthcare issue in this country before we started recording. We don't think we're going to bore you with it, though. We're going to leave that between us. <laughs> wow, I, I hope we're not going there. Uh, <laughs> well, we we want to keep listeners, right, John? <laughs> I, I have, we have one guy, I, I, I go through the, the iTunes reviews and ratings sometimes, and I had one guy I saw in the middle of October say, I'm going to start listening to this again after baseball season is over because I don't want to listen to these guys talk about the Yankees anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured well, I mean, at least people are reviewing. Right? Yes, I mean. exactly. <laughs> um, no more Yankees and we won't talk health care. So we'll oh just talk. God. On, I want to keep my job. Come on. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, big news, if you can call it that. Tyrod Taylor benched by the Bills. Nathan Peterman starting Sunday in Los Angeles in front of probably 12,000 people. Um, yeah. <laughs> poor Tyrod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he held on to the ball a long time, though. That's the what I'm seeing from a lot of people. Some of our guys at Rotowire complain about how much he you know, doesn't capitalize on plays, develop and stuff like that. He was one of the leaders in – 
I was looking at the NFL Next Gen stats. They, he was one of the leaders in, you know, the, 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 the league lowest, I guess, or worst in time to throw. I think it was close to three seconds, something right. like that. But it, it can get infinitesimal differential at that point because it's so little time you're working with. But the, on average, he was one of the worst at that. So maybe Buffalo needs to get off that quick read, get, get, get more on that quick read offense. And Peterman kind of fits that bill. So yeah. I, I'm not excited about the change. I think Taylor's a talented fantasy player, but I get the real life concerns and, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Yeah. Short term, short term, it's interesting for opposing fantasy defenses, I would think. Absolutely. I picked up the charge in a few leagues. So yep. I've got him <laughs> ranked second this week. Yeah, I think uh, to your point, I was listening to ESPN radio, uh, Rosillo show on Wednesday and they quoted, they played a clip from, I think is it Andy Noy from Sports Illustrated? Saying that if there was, you know, talking about Tyrod, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over and, you know, he's he he's a fit. He's he's efficient, even if he's not spectacular. And I think the the quote from him was if there was a stat of not throwing, not throwing the ball to open receivers, Tyrod would lead the league. <laughs> That's fair. It, it, it was literally, you know, basically saying the offensive coordinators get driven crazy because play these plays that they draw up work and Tyrod's basically you know, either checking right. down or throwing to the wrong guy or whatever. Right. I mean, you know, there's guys like Russell Wilson who extend plays and can nail the receiver. There's guys like Taylor who just don't have the awareness to really take advantage of situations. Right. So, yeah. right. I mean, it's one of those guys. He's one of those guys who he's not going to kill you and he can help you a little bit. But there's, you know, I mean, hey, guy, I don't know. I've so much as I've gotten older. It, I used to <laughs> be more negative about players. And I've come around much more to sort of some guys. I go, you know what? Let's appreciate them for what appreciate them for what they are, rather than kill them for what they're not. All the time. Sure, I think you got to give both sides. I think you and I are pretty good at that every week. So, yeah, I, I'd rather just than completely crap on a guy. You got to give the complete picture, like you said. So, yeah, I'm I'm generally with you. Just so you know. Give fantasy players what they should know on both sides of the, of the coin there. Right. So yeah. anyway, sorry, fantasy anyway, Tyrod, we feel very bad. Yeah. yeah, but I think the real life change could could make a little bit of a difference. Yeah, we'll see. All right, everybody, check us out on Twitter. Tim's at Tim underscore Heaney. I'm at Jay Halpin 37. Um, you can also catch us at Rotowire or and get the news feed at Rotowire NFL. And of course, find us on Facebook if you have questions, want to watch uh, Tim's pregame Q&A on Sunday, whatever. All right, bye week. Final. We're it. This is it for the buys. Panthers, Colts, Jets, Niners, and it's a very uneventful <laughs> bye week, I think. Oh, well, I think most Panthers owners are probably saying, oh, I want to cash in off of that Monday night ridiculousness. So, yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, oh, the, and by the way, down here, the Curtis Samuel news, that was that was not good. Don't. Yeah. Like bigger, bigger than yep. people are going to than people think. Yeah. I mean, that field stretcher, they, they might miss that. So, yeah. No. Um, all right. Let's start with the Let's start with tonight's game. Mm-hmm. Titans Steelers. I think you and I talked last week, and I said about the Titans. I know what's going to happen after Week Ten. They're going to beat the Bengals. They beat, played the Bengals, right? Yeah, they're they going to beat the Bengals by a little. They're yep. going to go to six and three, and I'm going to go. Eh, I expected more. Like I, for all the preseason mm-hmm. trendiness, I'm looking at these guys, and they're six and three. And if you would have told me that before the season, I would have said, "Wow, that's just they're living up to the billing." And I watched them. I kind of go, "Eh, I guess it's fine." Tonight, are we going to learn more about them? Uh, I, I think so. The trench play could it's still pretty good. I mean, their offensive and defensive lines are, are they have some skill players along there. It's just 
I don't know if, if Big Ben gets enough time to throw. I don't think that the secondary is going to hold up. I'll yeah. say that um, on offense, you know, without jo- Joe Hayden, the Steelers being injured, that might open things up for a Davis or a Rashard Matthews, um, you know, depends on. Um, yeah, I don't, I, there's pieces there. They frustrate me as well. I think you're right. Right. <laughs> um, the Murray Murray Henry, it's going to be, you know, fantasy fantasy. It's going to be pain. But for reality, it's 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 a good duo. And uh the Steelers' defense is it has had some really good fortunate um, luck to play really easy opponents lately. Bengals, Lions, who are okay but not great, and the Colts have kind of skewed some of their numbers recently. So a healthy Mariota, you know, if he's really back to form, I think they can make a little bit more noise than most of those other guys. Yep. Um, let me see. I want to check one thing about this. So, yeah, the Steelers are without Joe Hayden. Remind Right. Yeah. Um, Corey Davis. I want to see Corey Davis again. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, the target, the targets are there. I keep, I keep saying, I know I keep talking about this guy. I'm talking about him now as much as I talked about Joe Mixon and Christian McCaffrey in the preseason, I think, which is not good. <laughs> and Eric Ebron. I had to remind you about that one. He's coming around. You watch. He might be. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get worse. All right. Uh, I mean, the, the usual suspects for the Steelers. Are you, uh, one more question about Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at other people's rankings, I don't like how high I see Juju. I like the player. Uh huh. It's too. It's going to be too hit and miss with with the amount of options they have on that team. He's taking over the Will Fuller role now a little bit with that. Um, <laughs> really efficient on few targets or whatever. But uh, I think he's had a little bit more work than that, though. He has. Uh, Martavis, you know. I think he's just more of a helping Big Ben at this point than really helping fantasy players. Uh, well, yeah, Juju's had what seventeen targets the last two weeks. One coming off the bye, he had seven. So, you know, the, the long touchdowns, you know, they're going to inflate his value a little bit, but still a nice wide receiver three most of the time. So, okay. all right, um, Lions Bears. I hate this spot for the Lions. Yeah, it's a bit of a trap game. Yeah, because the Bears until until last week they were living up. They they were basically they were pretty solid at home, and they just laid that egg against the and that, that's that horrible challenge fumble touchback thing. Yeah, killed them. <laughs> well, that rule is you know ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think? Here's the thing though. You do you think based on the way it happened? Do you think it was a terrible challenge? It turned out to be a terrible challenge. I, well, I think knowing what you know the rules said or anything, I, I don't think it was a terrible challenge. So, all right. I mean, I think what he was saying is, oh, I might have gotten a touchdown here, and not so much thinking about the fumble, which maybe he should. Right. But well, you know, it, it, you're looking for the moment across the plane. That's all you're doing, right? You know, if you did, you know, I think you had to go for it. I, I guess. Mean, you know, it, yeah, it, questionable, but you know, it bears questionable, you know, calls like that. Yeah, very common uh, with John Fox. Um, <laughs> otherwise, in this game, if you have any, if you're in a PPR league, and let's say, oh, Ty or Robbie Anderson or um, Devin Funches, Goodwin or whatever, yeah, yeah, Don Charlinman, any interest? Oh yeah, um, I think there's a connection, uh, I, I, and I liked what I saw from Trubisky when they opened him up a little more. To be honest with you, yep. I mean his, you know, his his bootleg rollout. That's going to be his style for now. Uh, but he made some tough throws in coverage and on the run. That's a, that's a good profile for him to have right now just to kind of survive in the NFL. You know, if Inman has to go up against Darius Slay, I'm not sure how I feel about 
efficiency with whatever targets he gets because, you know, Slay's one of the better cover corners and one of the most willing to follow cornerbacks in the league. So, but, you know, if you're looking for that guy that could just pile up 10 PPR points, which, you know, he might just, you know, scrape by with that, I could see it. So, okay. Um, I could Adam too. Sh- yeah. Adam Shaheen hopefully gets more involved too because yeah. I want to see more of him. I like him. I'd like to see a little more of him too. Yeah. Um, again, the Lions, I don't like some. I mean, Golden Tate's a monster and you got to – I mean, the thing is, it, the guys in that team, you sort of – I mean, if you have Marvin Jones, you're like, yeah, probably. I'm probably playing him. I don't think I like it. Stafford, Tate, you're gung-ho. You, you're yeah. all, the, all in with that. So Abdullah but, scored touchdowns last two weeks. But, I mean, not an, again, not an easy spot. The Bears front seven is actually not bad. Right. Uh, I, I, I'm, in, I'm in between on Abdullah because he is going to get 15 or so touches and – I know he's not a very efficient runner. I know he doesn't hit the holes very well. And the Lions don't create the best running lanes. But the, it's a better offensive line than usual. Um, you know, the red zone, they're not the best red zone team uh, for passing. So I think that helps Abdullah. I, I'm one, I was more one of the in-between guys on him coming into the year. I was I saw the potential if they can get the right offensive line scheme for him. I, I, still, I still don't think this is it. I think they got to. You know, he's more of a zone read, one cut type of guy. And I know Detroit does a little bit of that, but not well. So I don't know. It might be a theoretic game to me more so if they can actually get him involved. Can it finally be a theoretic game? <sighs> We've been saying that for every game, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, um, every week I get three catches. Come on, man. I thought he was going to catch 80 balls this year. I'm really surprised. I mean, you know, the, the short range game is just not there for him. And I think that they do want to keep Abdullah, I guess, in there just so they don't look predictable as they're going to pass it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like what the Patriots problem that we'll talk about later kind of has been. Um, but, you know, Riddick's too – it seems like he's gone to the wayside. And, uh, you know, if if, if if you can still trade in your fantasy league, I still might want to buy low on him a little bit if possible. Okay. Um, Jags-Browns. Um, gee, mm-hmm. everybody wants Blake Bortles this week. Yeah. I don't, no. I don't know. I, I can't <laughs> go down that road. I don't. What? I don't think. I mean. I mean. It depends on your options. Certainly. Okay. I got a right. question for you. Ready? Here's an either yes. or. Yes. Sure. Sure. Bortles or Jay Cutler. Ooh. Um. I think Cutler has the better weapons. Yep. I mean, you get you're getting garbage time out of him most of the time. Which, real life, he'll probably he'll, he'll suck. But for our purposes, it works. I I do like the setup Bortles has, especially for the rest of the season. You look at the schedule; it's pretty good. Uh, Arizona, Indianapolis, Seattle without Sherman could be okay if you're really in, in a desperate in a two quarterback. Houston and San Francisco in the final two weeks of the season. Oh, that could mm-hmm. be nice. It could. Um, but this week, yeah, I think I think Cutler for me. I'm with you. Right, I, I, I agree. That's that's the. I mean, if you and those are two guys who, if you if you let's say have Cam Newton, and you're and you, you know you haven't decided what you're doing a quarterback yet. Yeah, that, those those would be two available candidates. The two, right. They would be the two best available candidates, I would think. Sure. I, th- th- that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, D.D. Westbrook, if he's actually returning this week, that could be a nice get for yeah. um, for Bortles. But, you know, no, Hearns doesn't look, like, look, doesn't look like he's playing. Right. So that's, that's, that's a big hit. Did you see him crawl off the field last week at the end of that game? That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a great effort. He didn't want to use the timeout. Yeah. Decide. He was basically – he was army crawling off the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got, you, got to respect that to some degree yeah all right marquise lee is good ppr target for this one certainly and uh cory coleman probably back for the browns horrible matchup though yeah not the week i want to use him no uh gr- great to have him back though for a few weeks uh before josh gordon maybe comes back oh so gosh 
Come on. <laughs> no, I'm, hey, I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to trade for him in a keeper league somehow. So I can see that. Only picks, though, for, for Gordon. Right. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Trading for Josh Gordon in a keeper league, you don't want to give up much. And the guy who has him goes, like, if I have him, I'm not going to trade him for nothing. Right. It, it's kind of like the middle ground. It's like, all right, like maybe two second round picks or something like that. That's what I'm offering. So we'll all see right. if he accepts. But, uh, I mean, the four net stuff is interesting, too, for the Jaguars. We almost didn't talk about that. Yeah, I don't I don't I still don't un- know that I understand what happened in the fourth quarter last week. Uh, maybe just that they went away from him because he wasn't effective as my guess. Uh, he, he kind of, you know, what really, he averaged what 1.9 per carry for most of the game. Right. Uh, the game was done. Uh, Yeldon in the passing game is more effective. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just. Uh, yeah. And, and then he wasn't he was limited with the ankle thing. I don't know. I would try to get Yeldon. Maybe if you really have relying heavily on Fournette, you really don't have any other options. Right. So, and, um, and, and the Browns are not bad against the run either. No, they're actually quite good. So, which is surprising. All right. Ravens Packers. All right. My, my issue with this game, the, the, the conundrum for people <laughs> is Danny Woodhead. Yeah. Because he seems, sounds like he's going to play. And a, I don't want to start Danny Woodhead under any circumstances. I don't think it's the most prudent move, but B, if you have Javorius Allen in a PPR league, you've enjoyed using him. Yeah. Danny Woodhead presents a problem. Like it doesn't mean Danny Woodhead's going to be really good, but if he plays 20 snaps, he's a problem. It's a huge problem. Uh, you know, that's redundancy of role. That's the veteran they, they sign. They're going to use him first. I would think, uh, yeah, it's it's not good at situation for Allen. I mean, hopefully you've been only having Allen as like a number four running back moving forward last few weeks with Collins really kind of taking the reins elsewhere. So, yeah, I, he almost it, I think he's borderline cut right now. Allen, you want to kind of wait to see how this plays out if Woodhead can come back. But, yeah, he's on the he's on the precipice for me. All right. And the other one, Alex Collins. See, our friend, Mr. Erickson. Mm-hmm. has Alex Collins at RB11 with the note that he's going to move him down if Woodhead plays. Collins has run well. Last game, he was just kind of okay. Mm-hmm. But he's been getting, I mean, he's been getting plenty of work. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, right? I don't know. He's, well, he's been one of the more elusive backs by a lot of metrics this year. In the He's league. really good. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the the Irish step dancing impact. Yes. Quote unquote. Um, Tony Romo was so excited about that, by the way. I know it was a great, we're going to call him the Irish step dancer. Yes. Oh, Tony, such a dork. I love it. (laughs) Um, coming from a Cowboys fan, calling him a dork. It's great. Um, right. But yeah, I mean the PPR, there really wasn't much PPR to Collins anyway. So you kind of knew that regardless of who's taking the snaps. So he's just kind of in his own, in his own role right now. It's like, RB two ish type of guy, so I'm I'm okay with what he's going to do moving forward. Still, anyway, I have him at 26, so. and that's partially that's a I can't figure it out kind of thing. It's 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 a fluid fluid spot flex territory for me. It's probably safer, but you know, he what, if they do get in a flow, and this game might be that you know the, the Packers can't get it going against that defense. Could be a lot of columns, you know. Yep. So we've also gotten to the point here. Another guy on the other side of the ball. I think in most cases. I'd be looking to bench Jordy Nelson. Uh, I know. And I, I have him in a league and I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a shame. I mean, Hundley looked okay last week against the Bears. 
you know, taking a few more chances downfield, tweaked his hand, he played through it. Um, but another guy who just holds the ball way too long for obvious reasons, you know, not really getting many reps in, in, in this type of offense. And yeah, it's, that's a tough situation to be in with those guys. You, you want to, you know, Adams is the one that still, that still intrigues me the most. I know I say this a lot just because he can do a little bit more to get open, I guess, in a more mid range type of set setting for Hundley. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's I, Jordy Nelson droppable in some shallow leagues. It's just kind of mind boggling. Yep. All right. Um, Cardinals, Texans. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to, to I'm There's nothing. Oh, I know. Here's the question I have here. I mean, this is a game I look at. I go, I don't care about anything here. I mean, I know I'm starting Hopkins and, and Miller mm-hmm. and probably Fitz and Peterson. And Peterson is the, the, the production is just it's a yo-yo or it has mm-hmm. been. Got up. He's a, he's a pretty I mean, volume wise. What do you get? 21 carries last week. Something like that, yeah. You got. I mean, he is. I, I have him fourteenth at running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. You, you, I, I know they're on the road, and this could be a bad spot, no matter who's quarterback. And, and as of right now, I think it's going to be Blaine Gabbert. That's what. Yeah, that, that's the latest news. They're, they're preparing for it to be Gabbert. Right. I mean, Arians is going to announce on Friday. Gabbert took the first team snaps on Wednesday. Um, I mean, Peterson, you sort of have to go there. Well, for yeah, for touch floor, he's like a top seven running back, right? I mean, he's you know he's gotten twenty plus and three the twenty one plus and three the last four games since he debuted with them. So, right, yeah, all right. Otherwise, anyone else you want to talk about here? Well, I'm trying to. I might play Ellington when I'm in a deep league where I'm really desperate, just because I think that Houston passing defense being the worst in the league, you know, for fantasy points to quarterbacks. You know, Gabbert's going to check down. Maybe maybe your Jermaine Gresham play could really work. Um, yes. you know, um, he can, maybe he can reveal himself before the, the week 16 secret that we keep talking about. <laughs> um, but Ellington, you know, the check down type of guy, like how Palmer was doing before he got hurt a little bit. I think the Peters and Ellington might be able to coexist this week because of that defense. And, you know, there's enough there that the Cardinals offensive line is terrible. Javon Clowney might do enough to get much of a pass rush there that they might have to like, you know, settle for the check downy type stuff. Right. So. Speaking of Ellington's. Yes, I was going to make that segue there too. But yeah. Um, yeah, Bruce Ellington, Texans. Each of the last two weeks, eight targets. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's the the second string quarterback and receiver type of connection that you know we hear a little bit about sometimes. And you know, Will Fuller. You know, I'm 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 a morning owner because of the new injury and and the quarterback change before that. Right. So yeah, Ellington makes some sense in the PPR. I don't think it'll be great, but. It's funny because you look you look at Ellington's average, uh, you know, yards per catch, you know, 14.8, 14.7, 15, small sample size early on. But there's some possibility of deep play there. But yep. I don't know. He's on my he's definitely on the DFS radar. Um, well, we'll see about fanball this week. So exactly. We're on it again. Yep. I, mean, again. I think I think I literally was was the first one under the cut line last week. Yeah, I actually did pretty well for once. You and Vlad have been carrying that, and I was like seventh or something. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I was trying to do my best to 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 save save handball some money. So, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, all right, Bucks Dolphins, uh, Fitz at Cutler. Uh, I I made a joke. I read a weekly picks column elsewhere, which please don't use my picks, anybody. It's more for entertainment <laughs> purposes. <laughs> um, and and nice. I joked that after this game. 
we're going to be talking about how the Dolphins might be the worst five and five team in NFL history. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Oh my God, they're they're so bad. And I and you go, how did they beat the Falcons? <laughs> how did they beat the Chargers? Even the, on the, the Falcons road? beat themselves, and the Chargers just don't know how to win those games. Yeah, but these guys so. are not good. I mean, after watching them Monday night, they're definitely not good. And no, it just keeps you know they figured out something. They're playing the Bucks without. You know, but the Bucks D did play well, last two weeks. The Bucks defense was, has actually been better. Yeah, you get you get David and McCoy in, the, in this on the same defense. You're still doing okay. Mm-hmm. So David, you know, those are two heck of a playmakers. And that Dolphins offensive line is garbage. So right. Um, so all right. So this game we talked about Cutler. Yeah, we um, did. We're still sort of. good with the Parker or Landry. Although Landry's the yards per catch on Landry just is is amazing. That, mm-hmm. that it's just so ridiculously low because this is not – he's not this slow guy, right? Right. He's just – and I know he has this role, but what is he, seven – before last week, I think he was 7.7 per catch. It's, it's just what he does. I mean that's how they use him because they have Parker stretching the field, still stretching the field. And, you know, the, he's just a qu- first quick read. And, yeah, he, he does have more athleticism than this, but the offense just doesn't design it that way. So – um. I got one guy here. What, what do you do with – if you're a Doug Martin owner, what are you thinking? Oh, God. Um, why, did I, why did I hold Doug Martin this long and why did I put myself in a position to start him all the time? <laughs> um, yeah, 20 carries, 51 yards. You know, it's, it seems like the more volume he gets, the worse he does. Right. He, I don't know. It's just uh, there's some fatigue factor. It just doesn't read the holes as well. I don't know. It's uh, another volume – another – floor guy for volume but you know depending on the game situation charles sims is the better pass blocker of all of them and for some reason they use they use peyton barber when the game gets out of hand you know when they get down that was like the one week where barber was really involved was when they were losing big and they just said whatever or maybe no was it they were winning big maybe i forget but I it was definitely big. that's yeah. right it was one it was one of the other and then they didn't care because they put barber in so yeah he's a flex guy martin you know that's just more of a passing passing weapons here and thank god evans is back this week for them right so um where does jeff have martin hold on i don't see him anywhere he must have him higher than i think (laughs) doug martin 37th that's low it's low but it's justifiably low yeah i guess so all right um rams vikings okay Mm non-fantasy have you heard this greg olson controversy Oh, that he's broadcasting for the Vikings and they're playing the Panthers the next week, right? <laughs> yes. <sighs> and it's so funny. It's, oh, my God. I, I, my position is it, it is not the end of the world, but I could totally see the Vikings point. It's weird optics. Right. And I don't um, think – and I think there's a, there is a line drawn that he's not going to go to the practices. And I don't know I, – I apologize. I don't know exactly what the restrictions are that they have placed on it. I don't know if Fox did it or Olsen did it himself or whatever. Yeah. But it's so funny. People down here in Charlotte go, oh, I don't know what they're complaining about. This is nothing. <laughs> Why is he on the game? Is, he, is it just a random assignment or what happened? Like right. what's the story behind it? They got the bye week and he's – Thinking about a broadcasting career, I guess. I know he was doing combine stuff in the offseason. Uh, that's right. And I'm sure he'd be very good at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that guy. I yeah. went to a luncheon locally, and he was the guest speaker. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. You hear guys, ex-players or current players speak well, and you think they're going to be broadcasters. I'm watching this guy. I'm going, he's not going to be a broadcaster. He's going to be a senator. Like, he's amazing. And yeah. if you ever learn about the, the charitable stuff he does, like he's, a, he's just – he's legit. Um, but this, yeah, he'll be a great broadcaster, but uh, yeah, I don't know this, this setup, if I was the Vikings, I'd be a little PO'd. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. All right. Well, that's that's my two cents on Greg Olson broadcasting. <laughs> Sorry, everybody in Charlotte. You know, I know we we love Greg Olson here. We would never think he'd do anything underhanded or anything like that. Um, but he definitely is smart enough watching that game that he could get some things out of it if he was able to get some inside information. Um, yeah. All right. So Rams Vikings, the game. Uh, is this the fade Robert Woods week? I think you have to a little bit. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, the ridiculously long play was one of the big, big ones last week. It's not that it's not that golf doesn't target woods at all. You know, he's, he's actually the number one receiver right now, I would argue. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's just too big a week not to fade him that he had last week. You know, it's, um, Xavier Rhodes, you know, Trey Wayne's it's, it's a good secondary Terrence right. Newman in the, in the slot. I mean, it's going to be a real test for golf. This might be a Tyler Higby game or, you know, just more Todd Gurley more than anything this week. Uh, this, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I agree. Although I don't think I'm getting it. Oh, that's a shame. I think we're you, getting and, and you can't, and you don't red zone, right? I don't red zone. Ah, uh, see, that's you got to get a little. No, sorry, sorry, game. red zone. I do. Sorry, not Sunday ticket, but I red zone. Okay, yes. good. So you, you'll get a taste of it then. Yeah, why so. am I getting Ravens? No, hold on a second. No, that's not. That's the other one. Oh, because we got the CBS doubleheader, but the Fox single. Oh, we're getting Washington New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, it's because. What the- that actually might not be a terrible game either, though. It's not a terrible game. I think the thing no. is here, New Orleans is in the south, and down where I live, before the Panthers came, I think the yeah. Redskins were the team of choice. Right. Here. It's also Saints technically divisional-ish type of game. Yeah. So. No, yeah. I want to watch Rams-Vikings. Rams yeah, I think we need, to, we need to get see more of these guys as, 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 as the playoffs creep closer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, otherwise, in this game, I'm st- I still love Latavius Murray. Um, yeah, I know you do. I really, really uh, do. The, it's, I mean, again, it's a volume thing. It, and again, I don't, I don't love him, but I feel like last, before last week, it, he wasn't on anyone's radar. I felt like everybody was like, oh, Latavius Murray. I'm going, no, the guy's getting 15 carries a week. And it was a good spot. No, you're, so. you're not wrong. I, I, they're, they're kind of splitting things okay between him and McKinnon. It's just, it really is a fantasy trade-off most weeks, depending. Right. Um, you know, the Rams have been friendly to running backs. I think both could actually do pretty well in this setup. Uh, you know, the Keenum over Bridgewater decision, which I really surprised they even had to make it yeah. at this point. Uh, Keenum's been at least serviceable, if not great, like he was against Washington. I still think it's more of the two running backs going to be doing a little more damage this week because the Rams have just been weak up front, right. surprisingly, with, with Aaron Donald, surprisingly. Does it but. surprise you that this game, two good defenses, mm-hmm. and over under wise, this is the fourth highest total of the week? Um, the Rams' offense has kind of justified that. The Vikings, I think they might they might be over assuming a little bit too much on the Vikings' offense, but you know the Rams do have the weaker secondary of the two. I can see Minnesota kind of you know doing a little bit more than usual anyway. Um, so I, it doesn't surprise me just because of the strength of these two teams so far. Maybe a little bit of inflation, but I, I still think it's not the worst type of inflation when it comes to that. All right. Uh, all right, everybody. FanDuel is fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests starting every week. No busted seasons. Something, there's something for everyone. Lots of contests to choose from, and you can start at just a dollar, which, you know, that's a pretty nice barrier for entry right there. Mm-hmm. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. Uh, I'm looking at the FanDuel prices this week, Tim, and the mm-hmm. quarterbacks – after Brady and Wentz, it's not friendly. There's every quarterback you look at, mm-hmm. you can go, no, oh, that's a tough spot. Every single one. Maybe yeah, not I, Maybe not Alex I, Smith. 
yeah, maybe not. Um, Smith's kind of the one I'm really looking at because, um, you know, who are they playing? The Giants. And <sighs> who do you think will have a big game in that sense? Uh, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Nine Tight touchdowns ends. for Travis Kelsey. In one game, absolutely. Yep. Yes. It, that's rational to believe that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. The other one I'm looking, Rivers maybe, down at 7,400. As we if, talked if, about before – yeah, if he plays. The price differences on the, of the quarterbacks on FanDuel are not huge. Right. So it's not like, you know, you've got guys 50% apart. It doesn't really work that way. So um, paying paying up is seems to be a good idea in my um, limited DFS expertise. Maybe. If, if you want to go off board, maybe Joe Flacco against that Packers secondary. Okay. That could be interesting. Um, I do have a little bit of Mike Wallace and – Jeremy Macklin interest this week in a few places. That's probably the one I would look at if you're going low. And Cutler, there's always Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, that's right. Um, <laughs> the other one, looking at tight end, Vernon. If Jordan Reed doesn't play, Vernon Davis is a really nice buy. Yeah, I, I'm still upset that I haven't handcuffed Reed and Davis in a couple of leagues, but this, you know the roster space doesn't allow it. Right. So. I mean, la- the I last guess. two weeks, Davis has I think 20 targets. Yeah. Well, he's when he's in there. Right. He moves around. He's you know. He's basically a, a, a more Iron Man version of Reed. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, All right. Over two and a half million players have won a cash prize playing on FanDuel to take advantage of our special offer for new users. Sign up today. FanDuel.com slash RW. You get a six month Rotowire subscription plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, which offers more than one million dollars in cash prizes. And that's with your first deposit on FanDuel. That is a pretty good deal. Check it out at fanduel.com slash rw void we're prohibited thanks a lot fanduel all right chiefs giants we talked about travis kelsey and his nine touchdowns kelsey (laughs) lock of locks uh you know who i want to play orleans darkwa yeah uh that that chiefs front you know not the greatest for running so i mean for defending for for, for defending the run excuse me right and darkwa's been pretty solid right well, when when he gets the ball, yeah, I mean, they still keep mixing it up too much. Wayne Gallman hasn't proven he should be involved at all. <laughs> right. You know, Shane Vereen is – I get the passing down stuff with him, but, you know, um, pass blocking Darkwa hasn't been terrible from what I've seen. So okay. It's very, you know, they're just kind of sticking to Vereen as the veteran, it seems like. It's, it's Ben McAdoo doing all over the place. Last two weeks, Darkwa, 14 for 70 last week, 16 for 71 the week before. So yep. with a couple of catches each game, which is not too shabby. Yeah, and one twenty plus yard run each game. Right. So that's nice. Yeah. I like that. He's he's one of those under he he he's the guy that might survive the purge. S- certainly better Hines, than Doug Martin. Hines, Hines, I'll say that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um otherwise I think Tyreek's a really strong play. Yeah. Um well, you got you gotta play Angram, you gotta play Shepard. I think they'll move Shepard around a bit so we can avoid Peters, which is the strategy you'd gotta do right. if you're opponent so because that chief's secondary awful oh you have to if you have them obviously okay um redskins saints we talked about vernon davis um i mean the Mm. saints is the saints are kind of if you have one of the big four saints you're playing them which is breeze the 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 two running backs and thomas yeah yeah the josh norman factor worries me a little bit about thomas but Mm -hmm. he still keeps getting he keeps getting his in ppr so right on the other I'm, side, I'm less worried. Yeah. What, what kind of and and we know we always have to. We still, I think, have to uh, qualify with the Saints' defense is not your typical Saints' defense, so you're not you know drooling about starting people against them. But mm-hmm. um, P Ryan, what's your interest yeah. level there? 
Well, I think he'll get 10 to 15 touches at least. That that's helps a lot this year. Um, you know, the, the, the scouting report a lot of people have given, you know, he needs he's a rhythm back. He does need to have, you know, sustained work to keep going. Even though he's had 20 touches for whatever yardage, I think the Redskins, the the, the Williams and Scherf returns have, you know, it helped. Um, let me be more optimistic about the between the tackles outlook here. I think P Ryan still going to be number two to Thompson because, you know, Thompson will get, you know, his his work. But, you know, they still want to limit him and they happen to find himself in goal line. I think they'll go with P Ryan and P Ryan is, is more talented than they've let on. I think, he, he, you know, he's a two way guy. He can. He could do a little bit of each and, you know, there's a little bit of a, you know, there's a big build to him. So that's definitely a good change up work there. I, I think it's, I, I haven't been a dynasty league and I'm really excited to see what's coming. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, like last week. All right. So he went nine for 35 against the Vikings. Tough and, defense. Though. And bef- yes. And before Kelly got hurt, Kelly carried four times. So you basically, you had, it, it, you you had thirteen non Thompson carries, and that's some that's a, a workload mm-hmm. you can probably live with. Absolutely, as a flex for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm not not worried about that at all. I mean, the Josh Jackson uh, Lattimore matchup worries me a little bit, so I think I'm I'm actually more of a Crowder guy this week for the passing game again, or Davis or Reed, whatever. Yeah. And Jake Latarski was oh. all over Doxson the other day. Rightfully so. I mean, you know, the snap increase is probably one of the most stark in fantasy week to week. Um, he's definitely not Terrell Pryor, and that's that's a good thing. Uh, you know, Crowder against Kenny Vaccaro in the slot, it looks good to me. And Crowder's had his, you know, weeks where he's led the league in targets or been close with double digits. So, yeah, I think Crowder might be a fan ball play for me as well. We'll see. All right. Doxson, to, to what you just mentioned, last four weeks, 54, 47, 56, 69 snaps. Yeah. 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 I think, Jake, when we talked on Tuesday, we, you know, hey, Jake, let's talk about why we're free agents. Anything? It was Doxson and Doxson and, oh, by the way, Doxson. <laughs> Yeah, it was a pretty immediate. I remember it was funny. It was, a, it was good. <laughs> After he called Martellus Bennett a no good trader, which I really liked. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, we, we kind of glossed over that, didn't we? A little bit with the Green Bay stuff. And well, we, we'll talk about it with New England soon. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bills Chargers. Uh, we talked about the Charger defense. They're my second ranked defense of the week. Yeah. Just because Peterman's playing. I'm a little bit concerned if if Rivers doesn't go, they might not. You know, they might have to be on the field a bit more often. Yep. You know, that could be a tiresome point just for the fact that they can't sustain an offensive drive. They might be. But then again, that's also maybe more chances for for turnovers. Look at it that way. Um, well, you, and, and as far as Rivers goes, but, it's just we, you never know with a concussion. But the, the reports are that the Chargers seem happy with the progress he's making. Oh, OK. I, I, I hadn't looked before this, unfortunately. Yeah. But thank you for checking that in. So, yeah, uh, that, that, that's positive then. So, right. We'll see. What about um on the Chargers side of the ball? Mm. Equaler. I got people asking me, should I start him? And I, you gotta say no, right? Uh, flex PPR if you're missing someone on by. Yeah, I think you have to roll with. I mean, you know, the Melvin Gordon. You know, I was reading Mario's uh, Mario Puig's film review, which is a must-read article. You guys should definitely read it before you set your lineups. You know, he was saying Gordon did look sluggish. You know, there might be some injury concerns with that, uh, which I definitely agree with. Maybe. There's a point that that's a point where you say start start Eagler as a as a flex option maybe, um, but you know Gordon's been a guy that doesn't really get much yards per carry anyway, very volume driven, and if Eagler can do a little bit more out of the backfield than say the you know the the the, the massive of wide receivers that you really can't pick one for the Chargers except for Keenan Allen maybe, maybe there's something to that in PPR. I'm not excited about the Eagler play, but I get the logic behind it. So maybe if you're desperate, I see it, but okay. I don't know. If Kellen Clemens plays, I think it's more justified. Okay, that's fair. Down, so, 
Um, Bengals, Broncos, uh, tough spot for AJ Green. Not, you know, Hell yeah. one of those you're playing them and you're crossing your fingers and you you know you don't like it. If, if, if well, if any receiver can do it, he's one of them. Right. You know, uh, the the Broncos backfield. So now it's a big oh mismatch God. now. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, what do you do? What do you do with CJ Anderson if you have him? Uh, I think I think he's the one you're most confident playing still. Um, I read a stat somewhere, maybe it was one of our Rotowire notes that he, you know, the games he's done. He, the Broncos have done better when he's had 15 plus carries, I right. think. And then when they've divvied it up too much, they they haven't done so well on, on offense or even lost because they don't have a sustained drive going. I still like Booker a little bit. I'm stashing him in a few that kind of to see, you know, in the case of an Anderson or Charles injury, he'll get more work. I think he's the most explosive of the three, especially in the, in the passing game. Right. I think you have to go with Anderson, though. Um, still not a bad offensive line to run behind. I think this could be weak. If, if, if Brock Osweiler's injury does kind of limit him a little bit, um, I think that we could see more Anderson. It seems to be that they should go back to that. If all is, you know, if the game flow is just about like, if it's tied or the Broncos are winning, you should go to Anderson more, I would think, but they haven't been, they haven't been that way in a couple weeks. That's the whole thing. Right. The game flow has been terrible. Right. For, I mean, the Patriots blew them out. The Eagles blew them out. The chiefs beat them. It wasn't a blowout. Um, it was, and he yeah, had 15 was, carries that one, but the Giants basically blew them out, and the Chargers, what they shut them out, right? Yeah, so it's brutal. The, the, the passing backs were more in on those games, right? So, yeah, I, I don't know. You're, you're not you're not using Anderson passing downs if you're the Broncos either. So, okay, um, I'm, I'm starting to think this actually made me think that CJ Anderson's not a bad DFS. I don't think so option. at all. Because I think if, he's I think he's okay. Yeah, he he. To your point, if the game flow goes well. He's back up to 15 carries, probably, we think. Okay. And Emmanuel Sanders, good. Brock Osweiler just kept throwing to him last week. Yeah. I just, I just don't see any Dalton doing much besides from Green. Maybe Croft if he gets involved. I just how, – how does Von Miller not get to this offensive line? <laughs> right. it's ins- I mean, <laughs> right. he's got – he's going to have like an Adrian Claiborne type of game if all goes right. So. Yeah. Hey, are, we, are we – do you think we're starting to see – and this is one of those things that I'm, I'm not a – you know – I'm not a good tape watcher. Like I don't, you know, I understand the limitations of my knowledge, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, the loss of Wade Phillips has been, man, that 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 team's they're different. I mean, the offense is terrible. Yeah. We can't blame the defense so much, but the loss of Wade Phillips seems to. But before last week, I was kind of going. I think they're going to step up against the Patriots. I, I think they're going to have, you know, it's a home game. It's a big. It's a big game, and I think they're going to step up and you know, kind of bounce back a bit. And they just they stunk. I think the Broncos are a team that need to blitz, even with the, the great cornerback play they have. I think they're they're not a very good scheme with their front seven without Wade Phillips. I'll agree with you there. Right. But but Miller's still Miller. I think I still believe, I still believe he's got to you know get more done with that. Yeah. Um, Patriots Raiders in Mexico City. Yes. The, the Patriots after they played the Broncos Sunday night, they stayed in Colorado. Smart. They're going to Mexico City, so there will be no altitude. Um, well, <laughs> issues that they, they won't need to acclimate themselves to the altitude. Well, yeah, I mean, not from regulatory, but I think it's still 2000 feet climb, right? Something like well, that. Actually, here's the deal. They, as a former Colorado resident, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> providing some inside information here. Okay. So, so Denver is 5,200 ish, right? Right. The Patriots went to Colorado Springs after the game, which is 6,500 ish. Oh, so you're going to Mexico okay. City, which is 7,300. 
if so there's no there's not much difference there and so i gotta got, tell you the yeah. when i lived out there the the first few days you know i went for i don't know if it was a run or a long walk when i lived or whatever and i went wow no kidding with this you know i'm losing <laughs> my breath it's interesting i've never stayed more than one day in colorado so i can't really speak to that so right. yeah it, it's an issue yeah I think. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, but they're on the bench and they, you know, they've got oxygen tanks and all that. So right. I would imagine that it's, you know, they, at least they, they, they help the matter. But yeah, the, the Patriots, that's not an issue. I wonder if staying, I mean, I don't know of any, I don't know what the data is on teams that, you know, stay away from home for a week and how they play. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we've seen it a couple times this year, like with teams that just are going to stay on the West Coast or something like that, or just to get the clock right or whatever with their bodies. I, I get that idea of it. Um, this is, you know, it's a lateral move. It's it's nothing really for the the time change. I think so. Right. Mexico City is very. I, I forget. It's it's one or over or something like that. I forget maybe, but yeah. But I I still think the run game might be big in this one for both teams just because of that. Okay. Yeah, I like. Um, I kind of like Lynch. Yeah, me too. Uh, just, just to kind of keep the pages off the field, you know, I, that's a strategy we talk about a lot, but I think it might be a case where it actually makes sense in this case to, right. to, to do that. So, um, on the Pats. Okay. Um, Cooper or Crabtree? Ugh. I think Crabtree, they got, they got to get him going. The red zone targets are just huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I think, I, I think I had Cooper ranked ahead and I looked at myself and went, what am I, how many times do I need to beat my head against the wall with doing this? <laughs> you know, I could say Jared Cook and, and make a real wrench yes. situation, but uh, <laughs> it's a good, he's target. in a good spot. Yeah, well, he's he's had, he's had a great target low before the buy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of it, you know, I think again, another game flow thing. It might it might be like thirty carries for Lynch, though. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I have I have in a couple best ball leagues. Um, Pat's side. So you want to talk about Martellus yeah. Bennett? No, I really don't. I just didn't know if you wanted to rant a little bit more. No, um, I'm good. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. I, I, I joked with Jake that Jake was angry because he's a Packers fan. I, know, and I don't yeah, blame him. Funny. I mean, this yeah. was, it was a pretty it, it's a pretty transparent move what he did. Yeah. I mean, I've liked Bennett for stuff he's done, you know, off the field and, you know, outspoken for, you know, human rights, stuff like that. It, right. This is kind of like, ugh, I don't know. It makes me feel queasy about all that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. It's easy to give up on a season if you're not a season that professional athlete where you're actually in a team sport for this long and you realize what you should be behaving like and trusting your teammates and, you know, effort and all that stuff. Yeah, this kind of soured me a little bit on him if the, if these things are true, which it seems to be too much of a coincidence not to be. Right. You know, okay. so um, I'll, say, yeah. I'll say that. That's all I'll say. Yeah. The only, I, it's funny. I joke with Jake because Jake was definitely he's like, oh, no, that's what happened. And I was talking to Derek on Monday and he just, well, I, yep. I don't know. Come on, man. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it was funny what Derek said about his dad with the conspiracy theories. <laughs> right. I, you know, that was, uh, I, you know, I, I respect that viewpoint, I think, a little bit. <laughs> that was a long game the Pats are playing, if that was true. See, well, that's, that's what they do, man. I'll put my tinfoil hat on for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, on the Pats, uh, Mr. Burkhead was our leader. In, yeah, when work and snaps last week, mm-hmm. uh, Dion Lewis, I don't want to say fooled us, but as well as Dion Lewis did, you got I mean, kickoff returns don't happen every day. Yeah, I was lucky. I had him in a league where those those count for the player. Yeah, so I was very fortunate. And you know, just just goes to the risk, man. I mean, I think Lewis is still the number one carrier on the team. Yeah, uh, the Mike Gillisley deactivation I think will last, Oof. unless an injury happens because. As I was saying before, he's on the field. You know they're going to run or or do something that's right. not really a deep pass because you know 
Well, because, you know, I said this before the season, Lewis, Burkhead, and White fit this offense a bit more in, in their versatility. I think that's carrying through. Yep. So. And, and uh, man, uh, and I, they just, I think they just love guys like Burkhead because you can say, hey, go line up in the slot. Hey, go um, run between the tackles. Yeah. Hey, go play yeah. special teams. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, you know, take, take, the, the, take the chance on the cheapest drafted Patriots pass catching running back was my strategy this year. Whoever goes last, I would try to get that guy. Yep. So I had him in a couple of spots. I'm at, but still, crazy. now, as, as much as we like him and we think they like him, you look at last week and you go, I mean, PPR wise, well, he caught three passes. Right. So, mm, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm not fired up about starting him. Against the Raiders, they might not need to use Burkhead as much because right. the, 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 it's this, you know, the Denver secondary is crazy. Um, so, you know what, you know, you need to find other unique ways around that. They might just, you know, it might be a case where Brandon Cooks just, just torches him this week. Which, you know. <laughs> Brandon, what's the stat I saw on Brandon Cooks? Someone tweeted, it might have been J.J. Zachary, I'm not sure. Uh, it was about Cooks's week-to-week fantasy stats. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like he was, he was wide receiver three that one week, and all the other weeks he's something like 25th or lower. Right. And I know it's the Raiders, well, and it's a good matchup. But well, he, had a, he had a season high of targets against Denver, actually, which right. is interesting. The 11, but caught six of them. So that just still kind of shows you what kind of player he is. So. Right. All right. Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday night. Cowboys, Cowboys are oh, they're having God. a rough time. I'm, I'm not feeling good right now, man. <laughs> right. And this Tyron Smith, he didn't practice Wednesday, right? No. no. And that, that's a huge, huge loss if they don't I was, uh, I was, I was nauseous over that. Yeah. And, and Sean yep. Lee not going to play, right? Sean, he's yeah. out for a while. Oh, man. You're just taking the knife, man. I it's know. Just... I'm, I'm not trying to be up on the Cowboys as much as I normally like to. No, I, it's it's fine. You're allowed to because yeah. those are those are two significant injuries. Right. I mean, even in a home game, a, you know what you, you would Doesn't think matter. is a, a game the te- a team would get <laughs> fired up for. This is this is just a terrible situation that they're in. I mean that uh, without without Smith against that that defensive line scares me. Right. Three All Pro um, players. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. All right. It's, yep. Sorry. A- anchor team anchor players. Yes. Three of them. I mean, you, even Des might be a fourth at this pace, you know, if he doesn't get back to practice. Even though, he, even though he practiced like late last week and was fine, but right, you never know. You never know how he's going. He might, he might give up if this kind of moves in the wrong direction too. So <laughs> I'm a little worried about that. As much as I like Des, I think there's some issue there. The Cowboys might even be moving toward tanking if they lose the next few games. Oh they got a little bit of a tough schedule coming up. Yeah, they do. So, um, but yeah, this. I mean, it's not like we think that that the Eagles defense right defensive end is going to get six sacks this week. Like the Falcons guy got last week, but Fletcher, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox is just so much damage. Among yeah. Other people. But, so. but Tyron Smith is, I mean, he, he's a monster even with all, even with all the penalties, he's crucial. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, anyway, so, the, the backfield too, we'll talk about. Yeah. Yeah. The backfield, uh, you still, I mean, we, Morris, is, do you think Morris will stay the guy? It might be Rod Smith game flow moving forward, like we're talking about. If you're getting all these, he's getting all these passing, you know, these reception attempts. You know, McFadden's a non-factor. I was a little bit wrong about him, even though I was confident Smith could overtake him. I was like, all right, maybe McFadden out of the gate, but no, it it, it depends on you know, game flow is going to affect this again. Smith's going to be the guy if they're going to be coming back and need to pass a lot. Okay, so, which we think should be the case. I think it's going to be the case this week. Yeah. Um, unless Morris establishes really early. 
okay. without Smith, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. <laughs> so, um, on the Eagles side, I mean, it's the, the, how much do you think? <laughs> pick a carry number for JJ. Uh, seventeen. Wow, that's high. It's coming off a bye, getting into the playbook more. All right. They 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 have him dive right in the first week midweek trade. Yeah. Um, they like I think they like Clement still. I think Blunt's the biggest loser out of mm. all this because Clement actually has the passing down work. Um. So yeah, I, I I like Ajayi a lot this week. I think he's a high high running back too for me. All right. And if the, not a one. The other one is: uh, Are you if you own Aguilar, you're anxious to start? Basically, you're saying go Eagles. I think so. Um. I would love to see Mac Hollins get more involved. Um, nice deep threat. Aguilar is very similar, though, so that, that's kind of a redundancy. Why does Torrey Smith even play anymore? <laughs> <laughs> He's a team. Oh, He's like God. Jimmy Chitwood. No one cares about him anymore on yeah. defense. They, they, they let the weakest guy play him, and he has no separation anymore, it seems like. So. Right. Uh, just, I don't know. I mean, you're excited about Jeffrey here still. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and Ertz, obviously, if he, if he can go, so. All right, um, we'll get you off the Cowboys after that. Um, Thank you. Very, very, very Falcon Seahawks Monday. Mm-hmm. No Devontae Freeman, no Richard Sherman. What is, what is the no Richard Sherman effect on the Seahawks defense? Uh, I mean, they're somewhat qualified. I mean, Justin Coleman's been okay. Um, Shaquille Griffin's been all right, but they've been guarding a little bit lesser talent because of Sherman. Although, I don't know, because Seattle, Sherman really never moved much. Unless yep. it was a true shadow. Um, I think Jones busts loose, hopefully, if they actually know what the hell they're doing, which we still don't know if the Falcons know what they're doing uh, with the passing. Um, you know, you got to like Hooper a little bit. Uh, Sanu maybe is, you know, is a flexy type of PPR guy still. I just think Tevin Coleman busts loose. Um, really? I'm very, I'm very excited to play him. Uh, Even the though Seattle, the, C- the C- Seattle run defense has gotten better lately, right? I think it gotten better, but... You know, they, Coleman makes stuff happen, uh, you know, as a receiver as well. Um, they've actually had him more than Freeman as a receiver most games this year. Um, Aaron I, Ward, I, any any interest in uh, as a sidekick? Yeah, a little bit. Mild PPR flex. Yeah, mild. I, I think you, you have to, you know, you, if, if, if they're not using Freeman the right way, do we know if they're going to use Ward the right way when it comes to that? That's fair. Yeah, but, I, I have Ward at, I think, 39th, so take that however you want. I won't. I won't refute that. I think that that's pretty much on point because I, I still think there's like, you know, maybe 10, 10 touches there for Ward if, if that develops. Okay. So. Um, Seahawks wise, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't like this game for whatever. What do we have here? Over under 44 and a half. That's fair. So um, uh, Thomas Rawls, 10 carries last time out. Uh, He's the guy. Yeah. Our boy Procise bit, bit the dust, sadly. No, it was awful. And well, McKissick's interesting. They just if they get him involved more, that could be a little, a little bit of a jolt. Right. All right. Um, I, I I've stashed Carson in leagues with IR spots because they have. There's some hope he could play in December. Yep. Um, I think he, you know, that that's the one you want to do for the long term play here. But McKiss- I don't know. Rawls and McKissick could be an interesting pair if they do it right. And if Lacey might be coming back, but who cares? He's coming um, back. He might come back this week. I, I yeah, but who, cares? Okay. who cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Brown's been good, though, for them. He has. Well, uh, that was a nice move. Yeah, very nice move. 
All right, everybody, listeners to our podcast and get a free 10-day Rotowire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card required for that. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Please take a look at it now, rotowire.com slash pod. Tim, what do you got going on between now and uh, Sunday kickoff? A lot of baseball writing. I know our, our friends will be saying, oh, they're talking baseball again, but, you know, prep for the Outlook releases on the way, and I'm chugging along with my part of players and um, – you know, we have Facebook live chats coming up tonight, Thursday night, uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. John McKechnie will be help setting your lineups uh, for the initial game. You know, there's, there's some guys you probably want to consider playing tonight, so that's a good one to, to talk about. Probably a lot of Juju Smith-Schuster questions. Uh, <laughs> um you know, I'll be running the face, the, the the Twitter and Facebook accounts as usual through the weekend, and I'll be having my Facebook live chat at noon Eastern on Sunday. Uh, very excited about that as well. Um, you know, as we're moving to some important weeks here, you want to get that second opinion going. We already have you know some some questions firing in for tonight, so yeah, looking forward to all that. And I have my ESPN thing tonight. ESPN, sorry, ESPN Radio thing this afternoon. ESPN Radio New Orleans at three thirty p.m. Eastern. Watch out for my Twitter uh, handle for that if you want to call in and. And be and out of town are calling in for New Orleans, which would be very interesting. So yep. there we go. <laughs> Your new the Saints, Saints, Saints. They they must be so excited down there. I'm happy to talk about them with them this year. That they're, they're much cheerier. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, and, and it was and the, the, the seasons like this. There's as good as it is. They're so much better when you don't expect them at all. Oh, for sure. Um, that that defense and 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 just the becoming the best running team in the league out of nowhere. It's been right. fun for them. Two two fantasy running backs in the top eight. Yeah, Huge. That's, what, that's how you do it. I mean, make up for Drew Brees losing a little bit of uh, potency with, with an elite rushing attack. It, right. Oh, how, how, how pampered do you have to be for that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Folks, as always, if you like the podcast, please uh, submit a review and a rating wherever you're listening. We've been getting lots of those, and we thank you for them. And thank you for listening to this edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. Our next episode is going to be coming back on Friday. Derek Van Riper and I are going to wrap up the news and the injuries and all that stuff. So please come on back then. For Tim Heaney, I'm John Halpin. See you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.